Welcome back, everybody, to Underdog Network's MTV's The Challenge Accepted. I'm Xander Gellison, your faithful co-host, because the real star of the show is my brother, Dondrick Ellison. Welcome back, Dondrick. Thank you. Happy to be here. Episode nine. Yeah, and then TJ let it slip. We're past the halfway point, so I don't know if that's by episode or by eliminations, but... What do, you, in the Sanger, of- what do you think of this season? So if this is past the halfway, episode nine, when I saw that, I felt like it hasn't seemed like nine episodes to me, even no, though it's, I, it's- You know what? I write them down because I have to write out the summaries and say this is episode seven. And I always like underestimate it. I always write down, I thought this was episode eight at first, but it's episode nine. And, and same thing happened last week where I'm like, it's further along than I think always. Yeah, I would just say taking stock right now, I think that this season is a below average so far. I just feel like it's kind of low energy or not much has happened. But you know what it is? I'll tell you, I, if you want to go big picture, it kind of reminds me of some of the earlier, like five years ago seasons where it's like sort of like the vets are controlling the game. And then, you know, it's sort of like nondescript in the beginning. But yeah. I, and no one's really shaking it up past that. But at the same time, I don't mind that because eventually, you know, we're going to see Johnny in there. We're going to see Wes in there. And so I don't mind like the buildup from that perspective, maybe against each other. What if there's only one red skull and they have to go up against each other? That could be a great episode. So it's sort of backloading it, I think. Yeah, that's true. I think, though, that you're right in the sense that a lot of the uh, there was an era where it was really the vets and there wasn't any like there wasn't really any doubt who would kind of make the final the vets would sort of you know maybe one or two would be eliminated before but like johnny evan kenny kind of ran things and it wasn't so interesting strategically but i'm just talking about like the drama like the other stuff that's a part of the challenge like not, the not great drama you don't have like a famous fight like I think that the and adam or something yeah the big storyline has been bear and kayla Really, like that's probably been the biggest in terms of showtime, and then that's not, and that wasn't so amazingly interesting. Well, it's, and we also have the long, drawn out soap opera between Jenna and Zach. You know what like... Here's what I think this show's missing right now. Uh-oh. My favorite season ever was Fresh Meat 2, and that was because they had this season long story arc, sort of, where it was Evan. Sorry, not Evan. Kenny versus Wes, if you remember. Of course. It was Kenny versus Wes. And it was like, it wasn't officially Team Kenny and Team Wes, but it was sort of divided that way. And it was like, first Wes had the upper hand, then Kenny got the upper hand back. And it was like, I feel like that, you need one te- like one rival against another rival. Uh, it's like two superpowers going against each other. And I feel like this is, you're right. It's like Wes and, and Johnny running things although what do you think the fact that jordan was jordan supposed to be that opposing force i think there was jordan ashley to a lesser extent but i guess this is segues into the beginning of the episode maybe there's a we made fun of them or i did but maybe team young buck is poised to strike here you're right they hinted at that they're sort of gathering steam um, well, let's talk about it. Let's get into the actual episode, episode yeah. nine called Backstabber. Because, you know, we saw that early on. There was sort of this, um, what do you do now? 
and you know bananas and west on the tail of this like jordan throwing jordan into the wolves basically we'll do anything to make the finals and then opposing you have Corey and the young bucks who he wants to make his mark i guess he's friends with fessy fessy has a red skull nelson has a red skull they have a little momentum and meanwhile johnny west don't they don't either have one yeah my hot take is team young buck seems to have gained fessy has incorporated him into the team. It's a big ad. If you're like a school, that's like a huge recruit. It is. And he he seems to get along with them. And they have two Red Skulls. I I think I would bet right now that Team Young Buck is going to have more winners if it's a... Where is is Fessy from, Big Brother? That's a good question. Because there is like a growing, quietly growing Big Brother presence with Casey and Josh and, and Swaggy. They got into it. We can talk about that. But if Fessy's also from Big Brother... The big brother groups, you know, eventually there's going to be more big brother people than real world people because the real world doesn't really exist anymore. That's true. But I just think that I would bet they have more red skulls right now. And I think that Wes and Johnny are going to have a hard time getting a red skull more than they realize. I agree with that. Um, And then also maybe the opposing force, Rogan and the UK team, like haven't really coalesced against each other in an opposing way. I think they kind of just blend in and, you know, Rogan was friends with CT. I don't think there's a lot of animosity between those factions. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's sort of with them too. So it's sort of like, I feel like they're more with Johnny side of things, but uh, we haven't seen that directly. Um, And then, you know, you hate to point this out because it's kind of like a spoiler, but you know, when the episode started, I wrote down, Oh, here's a talking head for Casey, which we haven't seen before really. Yeah. And Anissa. So, you know, it's usually a sign that they're going to factor in later on. Um, True. But, Although they did show Jenny a lot as yeah, well. They did show Jenny. Um, and we should talk about that because it was pretty early on that D came up with the idea. Should we throw Jenny in? You know? And it really made Rogan doubt her sort of loyalty and credibility in general. What did you think of that sort of plan by D, which, you know, spoiler alert, didn't actually happen, but she seriously considered it. Well, I think it makes sense for D. I think it makes complete sense. If she's if her goal is to win a million dollars, that's the move to make. Um, by the way, is it it's a million, but they're going to split it between the male and female, well, right? We don't know. It might be one winner, it might be two. We don't really know that yet. Well, I'd imagine they would do that. But anyway, so it makes sense for D. I didn't quite understand Rogan's reaction. I did, oddly enough. You know, people don't like Rogan. I like Rogan. I always seem like I'm on the same page with him. I, he, I know he has a little bravado or whatever, but um, like it makes sense because D is like, Jenny's my number one, but you know, it's like until she got that red skull. <laughs> that was a good D. Thank you. It's like a, like a abridged Australian accent. It makes sense. If she's willing to throw her friends under the bus to win, she'll throw Rogan under the bus to win. And Rogan... I would say the pros and cons here. Well, Rogan, it's a, she has no no incentive to go after guys. It's girls versus girls. What is No, but, but here's the the problem. I'll give you the pros and cons from Rogan because I'm in his head, I think. I think he's a loyal guy. He's very loyal to Joss. Listen, he's very loyal to Joss. Well, well, hold on. (laughs) He's very loyal to Joss's buddy, you know, who is like his number one in life, I think. He's been loyal to CT, and he's been loyal to Jenny, as we saw it here. The knock on him, as you mentioned, not super loyal to D. In fact, he floated this plan to knock her out last season. Remember, he didn't go through with it. Yes. Um, So 
but I still kind of get it. I, I, I just think from his perspective, and both reasons, I think, was because he wanted to go sow his wild oats and not be tied down by... Well, yeah, he definitely doesn't mind the idea of D like, falling overboard in some fashion. You know, it's like um, the wrong Missy or something. But uh, <laughs> Lauren Lapke's Netflix movie. I, But you know what? I kind of agree with him in this sense, too. D is very much playing. She says, she said... Like, I'm a proper psychopath this season, am I? Or whatever. <laughs> proper psychopath this season, I am. Um, which is true. She's, she's like got hot air and filling her head. She's making these wild moves, acting kind of arrogantly because she won last time. Um, and that makes sense, as you said, if, you, if your goal is to win a million dollars. Absolutely. They should have thrown Jenny against Tori. They should have thrown Jenny against Casey. Um, and even if Jenny wins, you knock out somebody pretty strong. The problem is, the reason I would be so reluctant to do that is like, this is not like a one-time elimination and then we go our separate ways and never see each other again. You know, it's not Survivor. Um, Jenny's going to be back season after season after season and she's a loyal person who's amazing in challenges. If I had to like hitch my wagon to anybody, I would want to be best friends with Jenny for the next 10 years. Well, I don't, I, I can't keep, your point of view changes. You're a flip-flopper over there because you're bashing nani all the time for not getting you know for not playing to win and all these things and which i think we saw more of this episode <laughs> yeah but, i'm happy to bash nani if you want to do but that. I, it, it, so now you're bashing someone that's trying to play to win you know what i mean like no deep, but i i like play to win the reason i don't like nani's play to win you know survive in advance kind of thing is it just doesn't make sense logically because you do have to win eventually. You have to do something. If you're allied with Jenny for the next 10 years, it is going to help you win the game at certain points. Just the fact that she won't call your name, you don't have to worry about her coming after you, whatever. Um, unless the, the plan is to make her such a rival that you hope that the next season's rivals and you're paired with Jenny. I disagree. I, don't know. I would think that forget 10 years of friendship and these challenges. Like you have a chance to literally win, you know, $250,000 or $500,000. Like without Jenny there, I think she's the the favorite. Yeah. You might be right. Certainly I mean, she's in the, she, she's in the top three. Yeah. I mean, she has a much better chance if Jenny's not there. Absolutely. And I think Jenny could beat some, some of the guys too. I, I think if it's a, you know, unisex maybe, final, they should worry about Jenny. You know, there's always could be like a rivals season coming up and then yeah. you get lucky because then you're paired with Jenny. Yeah, sure. And then you can make up with her. Laurel and Cara Maria style. Um, okay, so we'll get more into that. Pre the challenge, the daily challenge, whatever it's called. They say goodbye to Big T. Um, for the foot injury, I thought that was going to be obvious, right? Like she wasn't going to do yeah. much anyway. And she has this yeah. cut well, foot. Especially when we saw her with the crutches and everything. But I was sort of wondering... I, I thought for sure when I saw she got three stitches that she was gone. I, I wrote down, it's a good season for Big T, though. It's almost a good way to go. Yeah. Because she was going to lose anyway, eventually. And she had a likable season, kind of went out, you know, based on injury, so she doesn't have to have a loss. Yeah, I agree. I saw the same thought. I think that if we're doing, like, stock up, stock down, her from last episode, I don't think her stock changed, but from season to season stock up. Like, I yeah. think she... Definitely she became crazy. a character, right? Yeah. She she became if I'm casting the show, I would invite her back. Yeah, um, and that was not a guarantee. What do we call it? Daily challenge or weekly challenge? You said it's daily? I, I believe so. Dailies. Dailies. Tunnel rats. 
four and five man teams. You dropped into these tunnels and basically you just find a puzzle and solve the puzzle, but cool visual though. Right. Didn't you like yeah. the tunnel of it? I liked the big, that would be kind of scary to do. It'd be sort of freaky to fall down a hole. You don't know what it is. Right? I, I like that. Casey said, you know, she's never done this before. It's like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what part of your life do you drop down tunnels? Although I, I wrote this down too. Props to the show. Their dailies are more creative than, let's say, Survivor. Like, they, this is a cool visual. I mean, it might not have been the greatest, like, challenge or whatever, but, like, it was just something different. Like, they mix uh, it up, I think, better than Survivor does. I disagree. I disagree. Yes, they mix it up. Survivor reuses challenges, but I, like, I think Survivors are more entertaining to watch. And I think a lot of the challenges dailies are sort of, like, you had to be there, kind of to really get the, <laughs> that's fair the, the, the survivor does milk the suspense for their little like, games. the challenge daily is like a lot of times there'll be like you an explosion and it's like oh they show the explosion but we see movies all the time with like 50 explosions so like i'm sure in person it'd be crazy if you saw an explosion but it doesn't but this one getting back to this is like yeah it did look cool the aesthetic of inside the tunnel yeah falling into cold dark water in a tunnel that's cool yeah, that was cool. I think the challenge itself after the drop initially right. wasn't that interesting. And then during the heats, you know, playing into stereotypes, unfortunately. Nelson struggling with his swimming. Swaggy really struggling. Immediately yeah. they come in to save him, DQ'd him. <laughs> not, a, not his finest hour. Even TJ made fun of him for having his helmet on the wrong side. <laughs> I, yeah, I really, I'm like out on Swaggy after that. But does that, the, what, the helmet or the swimming? The swimming, the giving up immediately. Well, if you can't swim, you can't swim. I mean, but how much do you think that's going to, because you last week said Nelson might be the strongest guy in the house. Like swimming doesn't seem to come up very often anymore, but how much do you think Nelson not being a strong swimmer and Swaggy not being able to swim is going to hurt them in a final? It depends. It completely depends. Sometimes they have, you. I, I feel like in the finals they have had, like swim out to the boat. Right, and that's going to really hurt them. It's it definitely cost Leroy a few uh, any he never won I think because he never could swim, and but the difference is that Swaggy this showed me something. I will now say Swaggy has I think there's a zero percent chance Swaggy ever wins a challenge. Interesting, because you think he because of the swimming or that he just gave up so quickly. The giving up, I think the giving up like you cannot we that is the mentality that you're not going to complete a final. I'm pretty certain. And Nelson can't swim, but he didn't, he, at least he's, you know, he took swimming lessons apparently. Yeah. He's trying, you know, like. And so remember Dee did that. the same D, a few seasons ago. Dee couldn't swim and she's gotten better. Yeah. Like you can't give, like if you have that, I think finals, they've gotten back to being really hard. Like if you have that, that mentality where maybe you're going to quit, like I don't think you can do it. Like we've seen it time and time again. Yeah. There's a huge psychological element to, to this, especially it's just like, it's, there's such ridiculous things, you know, especially in the finals where it's like, you know, camp on a mountain and stand on your leg for 10 hours. It's like, that is like a momentum. I mean, a drive kind of like competitive instinct that some people don't have. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of really kind of, uh, I, I think he, I didn't think that his team should have been able to continue. Right. And, I agree with that too. And it reminded me of like, 
you're not gonna people like marlin was this guy who didn't want to climb once so he gave up immediately and jay denizak <laughs> didn't want to drink the milkshake in the final so they gave up it like it would be like me you want to hear one of my most embarrassing childhood stories sure this is, this is gonna be like shame the family so you might want to be careful so i was like that I was like a scared kid who was not a good competitor. I was like tall, but I like was scared to like rebound and like block in football. I was bad. I would be terrible in challenges. Um, Wait, you didn't rebound? I didn't rebound well, no. Aye, aye, aye. I was like the Matt Bullard of. <laughs> well, that's what you have to do. Trust me, when you're tall kid, that's how yeah, you. If you're tall and slow and chubby, you should probably try to rebound, but that wasn't my game. That's the one thing that I had going. Well, this is, this is even worse. Talk about shameful. So I think it was elementary school. It might have been fifth or sixth grade. We we went to like retreat to like ropes courses. What are yeah. those called? Yeah, this happened to me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you had to go on the carabiner and climb the rope or whatever yeah. in wow. front of the whole class. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to climb the tree and then climb over this wall or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. This looks freaky to me. And so the counselor, you know, who's probably like a cool, like 18 year old kid looking at me, this chubby 10 year old, he says, look, buddy, you have to do it. That's the whole point. Challenge yourself. And I'm like, I don't want to. And he goes, all right, here's the deal. You don't have to do this probably for liability reasons, right? You don't have to do this, but you have to get up in front of the class <laughs> and say, I will not take on this challenge. <laughs> And what did I do? I did that. I went up in front of the class, in front of my friends, in front of the girl I probably had a crush on. And I say, I refuse to take on this challenge <laughs> and walked back to the group in shame. And so but that's what you're really talking care? about. Like I could imagine you with that. Like you probably didn't have to kick. You probably no, that was embarrassing. That deal. It's still a scar for me. That's why I never signed up for the challenge probably. Um, I remember a short story related to that, not in our genes. I did that, I think I, a few years later than you, I went to that same course probably. <laughs> and with those things, I was sort of, you know, I was kind of uh, at that age, kind of overweight and big and you needed a certain upper body strength right. to pull yourself up, which I didn't, I like literally couldn't do it. So what do you want me to do? Like, I'm not saying that we're probably getting laughed at by the listeners, but it's like, no, I agree. I could never like climb a mountain or whatever, climb a ropes course or a mountain course or rock climbing course. I just didn't have the strength. Eventually you did. I think like, yeah. you know, if you work out a little bit, like you, you're in great shape now and you, you could definitely do it now, but it's, it's hard and it is so embarrassing like to be exposed like that in front of everybody. Well, now let's get back to passing judgment on all the <laughs> But the difference is we never signed up for it to be on an athletic competition. Um, we just talked about it. So the winner was Wes, who's a great swimmer, um, Corey, Bailey, Nani, and D. And so the, we go back to the house and team nominations or group nominations, which were very quick. Casey said she wants to go in, in her words, do some work. She looks like a total badass, right? I mean, is that like one of the conclusions we can make from Casey is just being like really good? Yeah, I think that she looks really confident and good. Um, is it safe to say she would have been really good at ropes course in fifth grade too? Probably. And somebody who might not have been, but tries her ass off. Anissa yep. said she wants to go in. Mama's about to go in. She said, do you think that was the right decision for her? I mean, cause Josh chimed in that it wasn't a good idea Un, you know, unprompted. He starts talking about how dumb it was. I was thinking about that though, because I'm thinking we well, don't want to be the house vote. Cause you don't get to pick 
right. you're going in. Obviously, the best option you'd think would be being in the tribunal, and then you get full say. However, I was thinking the House vote maybe is an underrated place to be, being the nominee by the House, because at least you're guaranteed to go in. And, and, that's, and that's an advantage because you need to go in at some point. So uh, why risk it by requesting maybe the tribunal like Kayla was wanting but needed to get their permission to do it? So it's never come up business, yet. I, I'd just be curious, you know, this is a double elimination, but let's say it's a single elimination and, and two girls on, on tribunal both want to go in or three of them both want to, all three want to go in. What, how do they decide that? I, get, I don't know. But what my point is, is that it's better to be a house vote than be the one that the tribunal says to go in by the interrogation because at least you're guaranteed unless you're in cahoots i get yeah i suppose but i didn't i didn't not i thought it was a good move by anisa i mean they may be playing the results but um okay well so that's why let's get to the club night i want to save some of the jenna stuff in a second um at the club swaggy and josh both from big brother get into it um I don't know why <laughs> it was like typical, like crazy, like Josh getting heated and no, Swaggy, I know why. Swaggy I know. called them the P word for, I know yeah. why I'll tell you why. Okay. What happened? So one thing, can I just say a quick background as to why I was watching as I do sometimes, uh, I highly recommend these YouTube videos <laughs> of the challenge by this guy. I love TRW. It's these YouTube, it's these challenge clips or real world clips that are unedited of just fights with no music, no cuts. And it's just and there's like a, a little extra scenes, right? Yeah. But it's like, I, it, it's like, I don't know. He got the B roll footage somehow from the, like, it's just like a documentary style. What's this, the name again? Say the name one more time for people. I love TRW, the real okay. world. Um, and I, in these fights that are unedited, you'd notice much more than you do on the show with the music and the cutting and the confessionals is that these people are drunk, drunk, drunk. Like when they're fighting like this, they are really uh, wasted. So that's one thing that we always need to keep in mind. The other thing is I think Swaggy was looking for a fight. I think Swaggy went to that table because I think he was harboring and they referenced it earlier in the episode. He was mad at Josh you know, there were some angst between them. And I think Swaggy was looking to, you know, he was trying to hold it in because Wes told him to, but I think he was drink, drinking and wanted to just pick a fight with him. And Josh does not need to be, you don't need to try hard to pick a fight with Josh. Yeah, he's very emotional. Um, I thought it was funny because Swaggy called him the P word. I don't even know if I should say it. I don't know. And and Josh responded by throwing a drink at him, which is kind of like a girly move, you know? And then they, and then he jumped on the bar table and sw screaming. Swaggy called him a, sor a soft six, one marshmallow. I like that. Um, <laughs> and then after it's like, Ky who called Kyle soft? Oh, Nelson called Kyle. Yeah. If you're six, six I was tall too. Look at the heart and the memories of my tall softness in elementary school coming into play. They probably called me a soft marshmallow. Um, Rogan, I thought had one of the best lines of the episode yeah. after the big fight. He goes, I feel like we're not going to get invited back. <laughs> uh, that's, I like Rogan. I think he, he's kind of like cheeky, funny. Um, okay. So then we have our two nominees. We go to the tribunal and basically you have to pick everyone out of the four, you know, spots. There's only five people to pick from the only one they did not 
interrogate was Maddie. Um, but first up was Kayla, who said that she wanted directly, she wants a Red Skull, she wants directly to go up against Casey in order to prove herself. Do you buy that? Do you like that? What did you think about it? Um, I, that's a little strange, because I think she was very... Kayla's never really been a great elimination competitor. Uh, do you think that it was a bit of like hints of Jenna maybe quitting after that she's quitting after bear leaves. Like kind of, this is a way to quit. With the, yeah. I was going to say that maybe like Kayla and Jenna emotionally, you said, are their hearts in it? I don't know. I didn't get the sense. It did feel a little strange to me. It was not from a gameplay point of view, not a great idea. Yeah. It didn't seem like a great idea. And I, and I, again, going back, I don't know why she didn't nominate herself in the house vote then. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and then you might not have to go up against Casey. I, I guess her point is she wanted to beat Casey, but it just doesn't make sense. You're going to have the chance, theoretically. Well, I guess taking Casey. her at her word, it is a very ballsy thing. She said, I already beat Anissa. Right. I want to beat someone new, which is very bold. Yeah, I just don't know if we buy it. Um, and then Jenna gets in there looking like a deer in headlights. I just I wrote that down. Like She just like stares blankly at them. Like She has no clue why she's there or what her plan is. Her argument was that complaining is just the way she is. Okay. Um, <laughs> Melissa, well, okay. Wait, Melissa goes in there, and then her strategy to not go in was to say that she's basically a layup and you want to keep me around and beat me. Yeah. Which didn't make a lot of sense because they could have gone against her this week, right? I no. mean, the tribunal could have. They couldn't have because it has oh. to be two house votes. Oh, you're right. Okay, then it makes sense. Melissa, savvy. Yeah. Savvier than me. She's playing for two, maybe. Um, Jenny <laughs> got her, you know, it was just, whatever. They made fun of her for talking too much, whatever. Um, we don't really see that because we don't see a lot wait, of Jenny Wait, wait, I think we need to talk a little bit about the tribunal here. Okay. So the tribunal was huge. It was this huge team. It was kind of a bunch of a bunch of rascals in West, I would say. <laughs> you mean like stragglers, kind of, or like a bunch of knuckleheads. What is? I I've kind of you're very anti Nani. I've yes, I've, I've, I, I, every episode uh, I can't think I could hate her more. <laughs> she keeps like raising the bar. I kind of like Nani. I don't mind Nani. I'm, I'm more neutral on Nani. But this episode, I started to come around to what you're saying like what is her what is she doing it what is her nothing she says ever makes sense <laughs> and, and it's always emotional too like she feels passionate about it it just doesn't make sense like why i understand she's annoyed with jenna that's what i didn't get i wrote that down she's like i have jenna's back and she's not it doesn't have my back like by why complaining about a relationship what does that have to do with her at all and if you're thinking strategically what is the advantage of throwing jenna in no, for you it, yeah, and then she she didn't actually vote for Jenna. She didn't actually vote for um, Kayla, but then she kind of like. But she seemed, seemed like, like she was okay with it. Ship that way, at least partly. Yeah. And it was lame. And then she has a chance. She's rejected a few times on the tribunal. Her and Bailey, you have a chance to get a red skull. You know, Casey's not a good bet, but Anissa's beatable, and probably as beatable as anyone in the house. And then they back off like usual, just trying to survive. Yeah, well, these two, I think, were not the... I mean, I could see... It was hard to beat these two in this sort of challenge. However... We didn't know what it was exactly, though. At yeah, the time. You saw these balls, dumpster diving. Yeah. Kayla made a joke about herself being trashed. I thought that was funny. 
but I just don't know what nanny, nanny, Nani's plan is to ever get a res. Like how is, what's her roadmap? Who is she going to be? She doesn't have a roadmap. She, her plan is like, she's like a drifter, like looking for her next meal and like constantly <laughs> like just trying to survive the day, you know, like she has no plan. Um, theoretically she has an alliance that could give her some power, but she doesn't use it very well. Not anymore. Not after this yeah. episode. Um, so let's get into the, the eliminations were not the most interesting. It wasn't a great challenge. They just had to throw these balls out of the dumpster and Casey versus Kayla. Casey just dominated. She like easily did it. Kayla, you know, has these little skinny chicken arms. Couldn't really lift the weight that much. She had about half her balls left. Easy win for Casey. Jenna versus Anissa was very close. Um, and Jenna, you know, typical, like just robot vacant headed robot just did pretty well. But Anissa snuck out, snuck out the win one by two or three balls. Credit to her. Hey, but you Jenna know. was trying. Everyone's saying she, I mean, I would understand Jenna being annoyed as everyone's saying she's trying to quit. I mean, clearly she is not right. She did well in this. She did well against Tori, obviously. Both times, kind of to her advantage, they were challenges that weren't physical head-to-head, though. It wasn't like, prove how tough you are. It was sort of like, uh, yes, go through the motions. Yes. You didn't need as much like doggedness, but certainly she could have thrown either of them. And also a great challenge for Anissa, as you mentioned, because it's like you didn't have to move your feet at all. It was just like, you know, pick up something, pick up something. I guess she had the endurance to do it, but it matched up really well for her. Yeah. Um. I also thought it was interesting. Jenna wears this like crucifix that's kind of visible. And Anissa wears the star of David. Um, so it was a win for the Jews this time. <laughs> if you're wondering. Did she say that? She said that as like a dig? No, I did. I just did. <laughs> um, but it was, they both had these like glittering necklaces that they were wearing. Oh, okay. Um, so let, let's talk about your point you made earlier. Jenna and Kayla, Kayla, did they want to go home or were they half checked out? What do you, what did you think? I don't know. I mean, they like pranced away happily at the end. And I think that someone made the funny joke. Like, I think it was probably Wes. It was like, hope your lives aren't ruined when you go right. back home, both of them. Uh, I don't well, think I wanna... they're that upset that they lost. I don't think they purposely necessarily, right. you know, had machinations to leave, but I don't think they were that broken up about it. Well, I want to talk more about Jenna because we got some flack. I posted a little bit on Reddit last we, week. Well, you. I did. I did. I, and you blame me for this, but let's talk about it. So last week, um, Jenna made a comment. What was the exact comment that I thought made it clear that she was at fault? Forgive, like, he'll forgive me. He'll right? forgive me, yes. And I'll give a shout out to this person on Reddit, Reality Jelly, who said, your commentary on Jenna shows zero understanding of how toxic, abusive relationships work. Jenna's in one. The end. That's and fair. You, kind of put put me in my place. A, no, but you had like a jerky little reply. Uh, it was a very weaselly reply. I, I kind of, you get a sock down. You like did the semantics, like trying right. to. <laughs> that's <laughs> a weird, weaselly little reply. I know it's hard. It's hard not to be snarky online. Um, said, well, so everyone knows you're like, oh, they said the end. So you said, oh, guess I can't reply because it's the end. <laughs> so the top. <laughs> So well, you know, and so this week, more of the same. So I wrote down on the first call, Jenna called, tried to call Zach. He didn't answer. And Jenna wrote, and I quote, I'm the one who fucked up. This is my fault. Those are quotes. 
again, yeah. I in my head, maybe my misogynist, never been in a toxic relationship head, that's her admitting that she's wrong and me thinking that she was at fault. But to the yeah, person's okay. point, reality yeah. jelly's let point, me, maybe maybe she's just like brainwashed. Let me weigh in here. Wait, let me say one more evidence though. Because after, you know, famously when she lost at the end of the episode, she said, or she was trying to win. She said, I want to win so she could, I could bribe Zach to get back with me. And she says, no, just kidding. Hmm. Um, but she really wasn't that kidding. So weigh in on this as somebody with a level head who's not snarky like myself. Well, I think that, okay. One is the, the disclaimer is that we really don't know what the truth is. We don't, there's no way for us to know. I will say though, to Reality Jelly's point, that abusive relationships are notoriously complicated, right? In the sense right. that- And you can gaslight somebody, make them think they're responsible when they're not. Exactly, So, and there's, a, there's actually something called the cycle of violence. Not that there's any violence happening here, but it's supposed to be this kind of paradigm for how you have, it's basically how these things sustain when you would look at it at face value and say, why would anyone stay if they are being falsely accused of something, right? So it doesn't work on an, an analytical, logical, rational level, like some logic problem. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's more complicated than that. And I think we see it with a bit of Rogan and D. Like D is undyingly devoted I mean, that's overstating it, but she's so into Rogan, even though Rogan, we have evidence of a national televised show saying that Rogan tried to vote her out because he wasn't that into her, right? And she still really wants to be there. And it can work both ways across genders and things like that. It's not just guys, I mean, girls really being into guys. So we just don't know. I think you can't say with certainty that you know because Jenna said, oh, I'm going to bribe him, you know, or I, or it's I, my, you directly saying it's my fault. That doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't, even though you would think it would mean so. It's yeah, sort you're of, right. And, and you know, reality jelly's right. Cause I haven't been in that situation. Um, well, it, you, maybe you're the one that's perpetrating. It. Maybe we should ask my wife. Um, I, but if I did ask her, she would say it's, it was her fault. And listen, I made up a point earlier referencing that Jenna was made to believe it was her fault and she had to apologize to Zach when Zach was caught using a dating app, right? That we saw that on a TV show. So there's precedent for there. It's not unbelievable to imagine that Jenna is, a, you know, is more of the victim here for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's complicated. And so, you know, and, and Jenny said it best a few few episodes ago. We're not in their shoes. We don't know their relationship. Yeah, see, that, we all listen to Jenny. Although, at the risk of putting my foot in my mouth again, I think in society, we're too eager to pass the buck and people need to take more control over their lives. Like, I know it's hard. I know it's a toxic relationship, maybe. Maybe Zach's emotionally abusive. I don't know. But you're rolling your eyes. We're doing a video chat, so maybe I should stop here. But no, keep going. I'm just thinking, like, look, like if your boss is a bad boss, maybe it's time to look for another job. If your boyfriend's a bad boyfriend, maybe it's time to find another boyfriend and you're a 25-year-old model who could get another boyfriend. Um again, I understand it's difficult and it is it's very easy to stay stuck in situations. Um I don't know. I, I'm just downplaying it, I guess, because I, I don't see it as 
that as abusive as maybe it could be like this is not a situation where he's like well i just think it's hard for you to understand and relate to which yeah, makes sense. it is and i think it's just really complicated and we don't yeah it, there's more factors that go into like we said like she she might be homeless without zach right so that's right one, i mean uh but it is hard and i don't fully understand it obviously either um however i think you run the risk of oversimplifying the, the difficulty well i'll make an open invitation to reality jelly to come on to talk about it or somebody else we should we should get a female perspective too i don't know if reality jelly gender wise, but um, because that is something that we have a blind spot to, uh, you know, and we have to acknowledge that as, as two guys um, from the same background, you know, literally same household. Uh, so overall, let's talk about this episode. Three ladies left. Carnage, theoretically. But was it satisfying? Did you think this is a good episode? I thought it was like a baseline replacement level episode. Nothing really very sports term there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree, I would give it like a C. I thought it was like perfunctory, as you said, it was just kind of like going through the motions. You know what? I missed, I missed a little bit of Nelson. We missed I, Nelson, we needed a dose of Nelson or Bear coming back. You know, well, Josh and Nelson could kind of take turns being like the irrational hothead. Um, I'd also, I think what hurt this episode is, as you mentioned, Kayla and Jenna tried, but they didn't seem to care that much. And I think yeah. that made the elimination bad. And, and the fact that the elimination wasn't that good in general made the elimination bad. I think that they got some mileage out of Jenny and D. Yes. Uh, you know, we might see that coming to a head, which will be fun. Uh, so, but we didn't get the payoff with, with Jenny going in. Um, all right. Well, what about stock up, stock down? Your signature segment where you say who's, who did well in your eyes and this, whatever that means to you. You know, if they, if somebody you hated and you like a little bit more, their stock went up. If somebody you loved and you didn't like what they did this episode, their stock may go down. Um, did you, anyone come to mind for you? For stock up? Well, can I guess one of your stock ups? I haven't even done it yet. So you could try and lead okay. me a certain way. So I'm giving a stock up to Anissa. Okay. Based on? Which I think is an easy one. And I typically don't love giving it to the one that won the elimination. Right. I think that's so easy. However, I give it to her because it just, she's, for us too, she's been somewhat of a punchline going into this season. Yes. You know, the old chubby Anissa has been on it so many times. But she's acquitted herself well this season thus far, right? She won this elimination. Socially and competitive wise. Yeah. yeah, she's been involved. She hasn't been like, Queen V Veronica, who came back recently, was kind of just not in it and couldn't right. do anything. Um, she's kind of bucked that trend of like the old guard coming back and being somewhat of a factor. So I gave her a stock up. Although seeing her run a final might be a, a challenge. But that's not, not stock up. I'm not talking. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like if I, in my head, I don't know. It doesn't, I mean, everyone goes on the show for different reasons, but I just wonder about Anissa. It's like you go on the show, you're 38. Realistically, you have no chance to win the show, right? I mean, is there any way she could win a final? I don't think so, but I don't think she thinks that. Maybe you're right. Um, but she, but to that point, that's the expectation and she's done much better than expected. So uh, that makes sense. That pick. I, I give a stock up to 
Rogan, and I can't even explain it. I just came away from this episode liking him more as I referenced. He had a good line. He had a, one of the, the great line. And I like that he was loyal to Jenny. I think he... You love that, that, he was, that he is disloyal to D. <laughs> Maybe because I don't like D. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it, too. I want him to get out of that relationship. Um, non-toxic, I mean, but still not good for him. That's rough for D. Two seasons in a row where she's head over heels for this guy, and two seasons in a row you're going to have it televised that he's trying. He doesn't. He wants to vote you out. Like that's hard to to go for the repeat of that. That's not. That's a kind of a rare feat. I well, may, maybe that's an obvious stock down then too. Is D because it's like she referenced it. I wrote it down, and she even referenced like if you take a shot at the king, you best not miss. Like she considered it and didn't follow through with it. And by in the process, she didn't get what she wanted, which would be to knock out Jenny. And and then she also probably lost Jenny's trust. So it kind of, and Rogan's trust. So everything kind of blew up in her face. That's true. That's true. It, um, although I, I think she saves, in my mind, saves some face because I think she had the right idea, in my opinion, of trying to- I agree. Her. I mean, you know, we thought it should have been her against Tori, but maybe Jenny would have just beaten Tori in a, in a revenge match. Casey versus Jenny. I mean, who would you even take there? I would take- Casey. Really? Because my biggest thing is the the X factor, the cutthroatness. I don't think Jenny has cutthroatness. Do you think, is Casey a stock up or is this kind of what we expected? Well, this was my prediction that you were going to give a stock up and I was going to shut you down. Okay. I think she was a candidate for stock up, but we were giving her props for... <laughs> Um, not falling for Nani's siren call last week <laughs> to go to the bathroom. But then on Reddit, the best Reddit in the world, the sound subreddit, there was video surfaced that Casey actually groped Nani. Oh, whoa. Like clearly it was not a mistake. Like she, so she, I think got caught with her hand in the cookie jar by Anissa. Oh, and interesting. So, I like it's a. I it didn't happen this episode, but it's like hold your horses a little bit. Yeah, and it's not necessarily she wants to hook up with Nani. It could just be she likes the attention, she likes the ego boost, um, and that's not fair. I I didn't even write stock down. I didn't give it to Nani just because her stock's so low in my opinion. I just don't even think it could get any lower. Um, does anyone you had stock down for? Yes, yes, okay. huge stock down. Stock plummeted. Uh oh, Swaggy C. Yeah, for the reasons you, for the swimming or just the the protocol in the club, for the swimming primarily. Once you quit on a challenge like a light switch like that turned off, you for me, you're you don't done. Like, you don't like quitters, and um, having although, the although we both just said it is ironic because we both talked about how we we quit on challenges. Yeah, well, it's stock down for us. But yeah, I think that having his helmet on backwards was a dopey look. Um, and I also am kind of, you brought this up last week and I just thought about it more. I'm not a fan of him being a part of Wes's business incubator thing. Like how can that be allowed on the channel? You know, that's it is, the, well, and also that's his sort of his strategy is like to be Wes's apprentice. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing about swaggy this season that would make you think he's a threat to win as you said you think he'll never win yes uh, and i tend to agree with that 
But although, although, who knows? Like, it's like, remember when Kenny first came on the show, he was playing like the joke role and he was like, you know, Mr. Beautiful. And then he ended up being a really good competitor eventually, but he didn't start that way. Well, I still, listen, I think Swaggy will never have it in him to win a challenge. Wow. Even if he's working out and becomes this huge athlete, he doesn't have the X factor. And he might not need to because he posted on his Twitter account that he's made his first million dollars from his day trading. And... <laughs> he's given away money to anyone who will DM him. So it, he might've stopped by now, but if you need money, DM Swaggy C, he's going to give you some money. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. like, the, you, that's a bold prediction by you. It's like this infamous um, NBA uh, analyst, Dan Dockich. Do you remember this? He, yeah. yeah. When Christoph Porzingis, the Latvian seven footer came into the draft, he said, he's never going to be good because he has soft eyes. Yeah. Like literally his eyes. To be right. It was, people were against him, but it turned out he was Well, right. he's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if he's a superstar, but I, I think he's mostly wrong about that. No, but I he agree. was so bold. And you, you that's your thing. You think Swaggy C, what's the name, Swaggy C or Swaggy K has soft eyes? Swaggy C has soft eyes and he will never win a challenge. Bold. And my other big bold thing is I think if you, not a stock up right now, but it, buy it because it's about to shoot up is fessy i think i wasn't you know last week you were talking about fessy so huge i i saw it this week he has it he has the x factor i saw it last week because he i know i was late to it but he's the young buck team is poised to strike i feel and Corey, a little bit of stock up because he's starting to get a little of that swagger and intensity back hopefully he takes advantage of it um because it'll be a guy's elimination next week i don't think they'll do double i don't like the double i don't know how you feel about that Double elimination. Um, yeah. I, I'm fine with just one. Yeah. I feel like they got that out of their system. Hopefully. I don't know. Especially in the era of like COVID and there's not that much on TV. I, I don't mind them extending it. Um, obviously they can't change that after the fact, but um, I'd give this episode a C. What did you say again? I forgot. I, yeah, probably a C. But we gave us something to look forward to. Um, stock up, stock down. We'll be back next week for episode 10. We're more than halfway home. And we'll be here to talk about it. Thanks for joining us. As always, take care and take care, TJ.